98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Bigley and Murata. Social studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Nine o'clock is here. Time to explore what's going on on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata through some social studies. And Sarah Cazell's here to take us through it. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Ooh, the Bickley underscore Murata Twitter mentions right now, they are on fire. Well, they really? have been for the last 24 hours or wow. so. Well, the DeAndre Ayton uh, reaction to, to his demeanor at yesterday's um, Suns Media Day was, was quite hot. And that conversation is still rolling on in our mentions on Twitter. Again, at Bickley underscore Murata. Uh, that is where not only our social studies questions go every day, but, you know, news, reaction, jokes, soup stirring, all of the things on our Twitter account. <laughs> Let's jump in with our first questions, starting with the Phoenix Suns and just what a tumultuous uh, few months it has been for the organization for multiple different reasons. Guys, what is the biggest distraction hanging over the Suns before this season starts? There are four options to vote on. Of course, if something else comes to mind, drop that in as well. A biggest distraction hanging over the team. Is it the Robert Sarver story slash the fact that he will be selling his share of the team? Is it Jay Crowder's sudden trade demand at this point in the year? Is it DeAndre Ayton's happiness slash his chemistry with the rest of his teammates? Or is it the way that the Suns crashed and burned at the end of last season? Can I write one in? Please. Uh, that the Valley uniforms are going away? Oh, no, my joking. gosh. An abomination. I think... Um it was mitigated a lot of those four choices. You know, had Robert Sarver not announced his intention to sell the team, that would be far and away number one. Mm-hmm. I still think it's number one, but the the gap is a little bit less. Yeah, I don't. I think I think that a lot of the alleged shock the Suns displayed yesterday wasn't necessarily true. I think that um, I, I think they had to kind of hit a certain note given their silence when the report first dropped. I don't I don't think any of them are shocked to imagine that behavior took place. I yeah. really don't. Yeah, I don't think um, so. So, so uh, that being said, I think I'm going to vote for DA, even though Jay Crowder is the most recent, because to me, I think the Suns need another star player, uh, and they need a star performer, mm-hmm. and that's going to have to be DA if he's indeed going to be a member of yeah. the Phoenix Suns. Can I quickly add something to your point about the, the shock level? Mm-hmm. You, you're probably right at this point. But I think maybe the shock was last November when the Baxter Holmes article came out. So we, I, I think we can all relate to experiences where you hear something or something happens to somebody that you know, and you're like, wow, that's kind of surprising. I did, uh-huh. I did not know that person that way. Mm-hmm. Sure. And anytime you see somebody uh, you know, who's, who's a serial killer in a neighborhood and they, they interview the neighbors, it's like, he was so quiet. He was a nice guy. I never saw this coming. Yeah. There, uh, and so I think the shock probably happened in, in November. Uh, and this this report that came out was a verification of I, I all don't, those things. Yeah, I don't I don't think that they were shocked that Robert Sarver was capable of acting that way. We've all seen pictures from the team playing when he was shirtless, wearing the chain, and I've <laughs> but heard, that's just funny. Well, but again, it's <laughs> I, I, they, work, they know his personality is what I'm saying. Yes. So so the, the manifestation of that personality, I, I I would they're not shocked by it. I'm sure they're shocked by the extent of the stories mm-hmm. and the extent of the mistreatment, but certainly. 
it, it, it wasn't like, wow, I had, he was such a happy, quiet, nice guy. Yes. It's not it's, that kind of shit. He was so professional. It, yeah, it's not that. Right. I, it ain't that. So, again, the biggest distraction hanging over the Suns at the start of this upcoming season. Right now, 33% of the vote goes to how last season ended. No surprise. 28% pointed to the Robert Sarver story. 21% looked at DeAndre Ayton, his happiness, how he'll interact with the rest of the team. And 17% pointed to Jay Crowder and his trade demand. J-Rod Cards says once the Suns season starts, I think the biggest issue will be overcoming the crumbling end to last year. This team is going to be more mature and more hungry to wins from a ring. I think they come out firing, he says. Uh, Humble Rumble agrees. He says it's how last season ended. The players called it motivation. I'm excited. And, uh, yeah. Uh, well, let's move on to the next question. All right. <laughs> How's that for a definitive end to the first question in social studies? Okay, let's move on to the NFL and the Arizona Cardinals. Um, t- a lot of talk about Justin Herbert, the young quarterbacks who are coming up and kind of the next wave of quarterbacks in the NFL. Of these four options, who would you most want as your quarterback moving forward? Is it the current quarterback, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tungavailoa, or Justin Herbert? All of whom have made some big strides. Yeah, and, and some of the reaction to this was, "Hey, why every time something goes wrong, you want to replace Kyler Murray?" It's just, that's, it's that's, just food for thought. It's discussion. Yeah. It's conversation. That's what we do for that's four hours every day. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is. Um, of those four, oof. I might shock people by saying this. I, I right now, I'd go Jalen Hurts. Isn't it wild? I, I think I would, too. The perception they, I, that's... I'll tell you this right now. At this point, Kyler Murray would be third on that list. I'd be, that's exactly so where I have him, too. At okay, this point, it's either Justin Herbert or Jalen Hurts, number one, for me. Okay. But, but Jalen Hurts has been so good this year, and he's... It, he's kind of got some Lamar Jackson to him. Always been discounted, always been doubted. Yeah. People always see the negative in him, and yet he just keeps producing. And I think he's got the leadership box fully checked. Oh, he at does. This point. He does. So for me, it's Hurts, Herbert, Murray, Tua still. Yeah, but okay, Tua's less in that gap a lot. Yeah, that's it. Sure. That's the order. And I, I love Tua coming out of college. Yeah. I agree with Vinny. That's the order. All right, right You're now. Smart, Vinny. <laughs> You're good. You should do it. Right, Vinny. You should do talk hey, radio for a of our voters say they would like to have Justin Herbert and that flow as their quarterback moving forward. Jarrett Carlin shaking his head over there. Well, the one thing I know about him is he's uh, from Sesame Street. He's Ernie's favorite uh, quarterback. Stop. 22% want Kyler Murray as their quarterback. We're just ignoring it. We're ignoring it. 16% want Jalen Hurts. 4% say Tua. AZ Kid says Herbert can make any kind of throw. He's hella young and he has tremendous upside. That's why I call him the baby faced assassin. They're all young. I know. But he's hella young. He's hella young. He's hella young. young. He's the only one that still has acne. He's young. Right. He's right. All right. Let's move on to our final question. Quickly, uh, we were talking about Rihanna. Praise be at the top of the show. 
very excited to have her as the Super Bowl halftime show. At least I am. I know. Yeah, no, I am too. I like say. Rihanna. She'll be great. Uh, open and you'll be there. You guys probably both will be there, right? I doubt. I right. doubt I will be. I think Bick will be there. I, I doubt I will be. That's all right. Those, those credentials are at a premium. <laughs> yeah, they're tough. They're <laughs> tough Last time I was in out. town, I lost a contest to get one of them, remember? Oh, no. Oh, no. We're asking which band or artist who has never done the Super Bowl halftime show would you most like to see in that role? I know you mentioned Foo earlier. Hi, yeah, uh, listen, I there was a time and a place when I would have mentioned Led Zeppelin and or ACDC, but both of those bands, they're, they're getting too old to make it really, I, I don't think it would be the best representation of them. So okay. I, I would, that, that window is passed in my opinion. Um, yeah, the Foo Fighters, but that's a little diff, difficult now with yeah. Taylor Hawkins oh, have you passing. seen his, Have you seen it's or heard his drum good. play? Yeah. Or his son play? His drum play? How about, how son about, play the drum play. how about the original Van Halen with Eddie Van Halen's kid playing guitar? I like that. Oh my God. Talk what? about, with David Lee Roth, how's he? Why not? Can, can he dance around the stage? He, he certainly can't sing. Why would that stop him? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of wearing uh, leather pants, now he's wearing See, leather undergarments. No, but th- but that actually is interesting. <laughs> sort of like how they they did a tribute to sort of West Coast rap last year. Yeah, if it wouldn't be this year, but one year they did like a tribute to '80s hair metal bands. Or if they ever had this role in Seattle, they could do grunge music or something like that. That'd, it'd be cool if they How had themes like that. Yeah, like that, something like that. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Pearl Jam would be cool. Yeah, they're the only grunge band left, so I guess that couldn't be a but it, big it, tribute. It's now about the spectacle, so I know a lot of people said this, and I do like her. Uh, it's not my total cup of tea. Pink would be an amazing halftime. Her voice artist. is so incredibly underrated. But her stage shows, too. I mean, yeah. she's on trapeze. I mean, she's swinging from the ceiling. Like, yeah. she's, she's nuts. <laughs> Metallica got some mentions. Metallica, but listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I just saw Metallica over the summer in Vegas, and they're starting, especially uh, James Hetfield, they're starting to get a little long in the tooth as well. They're yeah, losing they it? Yeah. I, I Maybe it was just one performance. Maybe it was one bad mix of sound, but not impressed. Oh, Ooh. okay. Uh, Lil Nas X might be a little too soon in his career, but I think he would put on a fascinating show. He could be show. one that is like feature, featuring Lil yes, Nas absolutely. X. Yes, absolutely. Joining yeah. in whoever else. Maybe Rihanna. Uh, Brent Warren wants to see America and Blue, Blue Oyster Cult so we can see Gambo rush the stage. Motley Crue would also be cool. Uh, and then Toria wants to see Jarrett Carlin and Weird Al. So oh, get going. There's a combo. A lot of a Kanye mentions too, I, I noticed. I yes, think it's too true. much of a wild card to put on a live mic. The, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's probably, probably putting it. That's probably uh, true. Whiskey's quicker. I got a couple mentions. Oh, wow. that's love a show. You. There we go. <laughs> there Thank you, go. Sarah. One hundred foot projection screen of Guitar Joe. That's right. <laughs> exactly. That's what the world wants. Yes. Give them what they want. Social man. studies every morning at uh, nine o'clock. Coming up next, a lot being speculated upon with DeAndre Ayton and his demeanor at Media Day. What does it all mean? We'll explore some possibilities next. Pickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Dan Pickley, Vince Murata. Pickley and Murata Mornings. Sometimes, I mean, we watch the games and, you know, there was a lot going on. And, you know, that was the outcome of it. And, you know, everything just just discombobulated a little bit. <laughs> that was DeAndre Ayton yesterday. 
Suns Media Day as they start the training camp today. That was uh, D.A. answering the question about whether or not he reflects back on that Game 7 versus the Mavs. And he admitted, yes, he does. Um, a lot of stuff going on, and things got discombobulated at the end. Uh, that is not the biggest headline from DeAndre Ayton from uh, Media Day. The headline was... What happened to jovial DeAndre Ayton? Yeah, what happened to happy DA? Yeah. Where's the joy? He got his big contract. Should that be enough to uh, to you know satisfy him moving forward? But uh, I don't know if this is going to be a consistent thing, but publicly that's about as um, understated, and that's certainly a word to use. Mm-hmm. As we've seen DA, he's... He's normally kind of the life of the party kind of guy. Yeah, that's him. That's his whole vibe, and that's why people love him so much, and that's why people have continued to cheer for him even through a lot of uh, incidents, whether it was the 25-game suspension in year two or or a couple of years in which he seemed to kind of just really be resistant to reaching his potential and, 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 and the gifts he's been blessed with. Um, look, if, if this is nothing more than a player realizing, wow, this business is brutal, okay, he wouldn't be the first guy that happened yeah. to, and it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. So if you want to look for the for the positive, you can say, this is just DA kind of expressing how he is going to be from this point forward, that this organization has injured him emotionally, and they're going to get his best on a basketball court, but but he's changed because of the process. That's the good, that's the good outcome. The bad outcome is this is sort of a glimpse of, hey, I I, I'm not happy, and I'm not going to be as long as I'm here. Yeah, and yeah, I, my heart's not in it. That's what you fear. Well, well his yeah. heart better be in it to well, some degree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on some level, his heart better be to in give it because con- getting paid a lot of money. Well, to give you context, this is how he usually starts like press conferences. All right, what's popping, what's popping? <laughs> and didn't have that there. That is true. That. But I, I also don't think it's fair right now to draw any kind of correlation to how – the outward mood, and there were people that were saying, count the suns out, there's mm-hmm. something about the vibe of this team that's just way off. It's media day. It's September 26th yesterday is when they had media day. So I don't know if you can draw the correlation like DeAndre Ayton doesn't have joy in this anymore, this is the way he's going to play, or is this you know the new competitive DeAndre Ayton? We have to see the results. But Mark J. Spears joined us, and he was there yesterday, and he shared his thoughts on kind of the mood around media day. And uh, he offered this, that, uh, you know, this was a glimpse of a young player really getting his first taste of basketball from a business standpoint. I got the sense from talking to him that he's really going to be businesslike. I don't I don't think it's going to affect how he plays or but I, I think he feels like, all right, this really is a business. It's not just family. And like, I, I think that's where perhaps he changed is. He sees the business side, and now he probably will be more business-like as well and realize that at any point, he could be traded at any point. They can make a business decision. So I, hopefully that joyous, fun guy is back, man. I like that dude. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to what, what Mark Spears said. There. It was a weird offseason for DeAndre Ayton. Quite honestly, it's been two weird offseasons. Remember after the, the the finals loss to the Bucks and the picture that circulated of uh, you know a, an outdoor setting between DeAndre Ayton and Robert Sarver, just the two of them sitting at a table, and there was all kinds of speculation on what was being talked about, what needed to happen for DeAndre Ayton to get that contract extension. 
That was weird. You don't see that very often, especially when you have the public endorsement from a Chris Paul after you win the Western Conference Finals about you know how he's going to get paid. Um, this season was even weirder. I, I think Mark J. Spears is onto something. And I use this phrase, and I'll stick to it. Maybe. I think DeAndre Ayton has kind of seen how the sausage is made now, and it doesn't taste as good, well, even, even though he got what he wanted. That yes. never stopped me, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, sausage is delicious, isn't it, Jarrett? Oh. Sausage. Yeah, so um, I, I, I want to believe that that is the case. I really do. I, I just think there's any number of, of ways this could go. I, I do think that people noting the different vibe in, in Media Day here yesterday are not are not wrong only because Vibe was so much of a team asset and so different compared to most NBA teams. Mm-hmm. They 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 weren't the jaded, calloused, skeptical basketball team. They were the college team, full of joy and happiness and goofiness. They were the fellas. Stuff. They were the fellas. And so but again, it's I think we we saw last year Vibe only get you so far. Absolutely, but it's also a reminder um Things don't last forever. No. Chemistry is a very delicate thing in professional sports. And when you, the longer you keep a group together, yeah, is there advantages in that from a continuity standpoint, from a knowledge of your teammate standpoint? Yes, but it also, you know, uh, familiarity breeds contempt. Don't they say that all the time? They say that. Yeah. Yeah. So it again it's a very yeah, very know, delicate would, balance. Right, right. And, and see and and that's also a good point to make too. Even in a best case scenario that wide-eyed youthful exuberant naive goofy vibe that would have gone away even in a best case scenario mm-hmm. as these guys grow grew together and grow older and all that kind of stuff. Um I just I, I really just hope that they supplement the talent here because I just worry what they have now to me does not put them in a good place to get where they want to go. That There's too much better around them in the West. There's too much better around them in the East. So, so I hope there's something more coming for this basketball team. I agree. If they lose JaVale McGee and Jay Crowder, they certainly didn't get better. No. No. You can't argue that they got better. You could say that Sarich or McGee, maybe they got different. I don't know. What, is, what are they getting for Crowder, Jarrett? Look, I think McGee is a loss. I agree with that. I don't think the Suns were had any interest in, and they proved in, in giving him a three year contract. Many years, no, no, no. I think for one or two, he would he'd be back here. But he got an opportunity in Dallas. I just don't. I'm not willing to say that yet because I don't know what's coming back for Crowder. I don't think it's going to be much. Mm-hmm. And this might drag on for a while. Quite honestly, Jay Crowder I, might be one of those guys like into the, the season at, at the trade deadline. <laughs> hey, remember? Oh, really? Remember when Andre Iguodala wow. did that when he got traded to Memphis? Oh yeah, just didn't yeah. didn't show up. Huh. He didn't want to be there. Strange. Yeah, that would be a bad thing. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at six twenty six twenty. Right now, coming up next, it's Tuesday. That means it's time to play Mustache. Not a mustache. Hey, can we maybe do it different? Why don't you run the clues <laughs> and you two play the game? Oh. Me? Could you run the clues? They already know the answers. I, I know the answer. I, I'm the one that got well, the clues. He could pick. He could pick different clues. Okay, we'll do that some other time. I like the idea. Generally I like the speaking. idea. Too. Absolutely. Yeah. I like to Sorry identify some mustaches. Sorry, nine twenty six. Mustache. Sarah could step in for you. If I, I could put uh, put that together in four minutes. That would. <laughs> That'd be yeah, about sorry. the time that Jerry's. Sorry, dude. All this morning about that. <laughs> 
Never mind. We'll do it next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Hello. Good to have you here. We're going to our website, ArizonaSports.com, to look at today's poll question. Dan Bickley and Vince Murata. Following Media Day for the Phoenix Suns, how are you feeling about the team this year? Three options. Too many big distractions. They'll use it all as motivation or it won't make a difference either way. You're making a face at that choice. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Too many big distractions, or they will use all of it as motivation. Let's just stick to those. I'm gonna look. We could still be optimistic. You know, football season may have gone south already on September 27th, but we could still be optimistic about basketball. Damn it! I say they use it to their advantage. Yeah. Was that believable? <laughs> Dan, what do you think? You, you don't seem convinced. Yeah. Are you going to go the nihilistic approach and no. say none of it matters? No, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what, what is going to matter out of this. There are, there are a lot of distractions, but I don't think that that the major distractions, I don't think it's anything that they can't overcome. I'll just let Vinny vote. Okay. Uh, 53% of our voters say... All of the weirdness won't make a difference either way. 34% say too many big distractions for the team this year. Only 13% say that you will use it all as motivation. Haters. We learned nothing. (laughs) You'd figure losing embarrassingly last year would be enough motivation. They wouldn't need the other distractions. No question. All right. Well, there you go. There's today's Sanderson Ford poll question, which you can vote on right now. It's on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Mustache. Not a mustache. A mustache, a mustache, a mustache. Big mustache, big mustache. My mustache, your mustache. Say the word, the word mustache. A mustache, a mustache. Now we both have said mustache. A mustache, a mustache. If you only got a mustache. Okay, so this is about mustaches. All right, it's time for America's fastest-growing facial hair-related quiz sensation, mustache. Not a mustache. And I will be presenting a clue, an audio clue, if you will. be hard to present a visual clue since we're on the radio. But it's an audio clue from a movie, a TV show, a song, or an interview. And Bickley and Murata will have to tell me whether the person talking or singing has a mustache or does not have a mustache. And they can get a bonus point if they correctly identify the person. First one, the 10 wins. And today is theme. Because we've talked a lot about the Cardinals starting slow in games. This will all be about starting slow, wasting time, showing up late. Okay, right. that's the theme for today. Right. And I believe Vince won last week, I think. Mm-hmm. Would you like to go first or second? Uh, I'm going to let Bick go first. Bick? Let's do it. Uh, that would be David Coverdale, White Snake, not a mustache. That is correct. Knocked Two it points out of the park for you. I, I learned an interesting fact about that song real quick. You know oh, what the did. original lyric was uh, that Jared just played was like a hobo. I was born to walk alone. Is that and they right? Traded, they to changed a drifter? it to drifter. Yeah, <laughs> drifter is much better. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Hobo is a good word though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go, Vinny. I don't want no pity. I don't need no 
Um, this is a tough one. Is that Todd Rundgren? It is. <laughs> it is. Not a mustache? You got it. Wow. Ooh, you pulled it out. You pulled it out. All right. All about slow starts, time wasting, and uh, something else. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. Yes, being light. Ready? Two, two. This slow white guy comes crawling in just right in between all you. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, thank you. Take the ball. I'm going to dunk it. 28 to 5. 28 to 5. <laughs> That is Jan, Jan Damn Gambadorio. That is John Gambarista yes. mustache. That is correct. That is Beans that is and correct. That's Beans and Gambo. Yes. John Gambacino. <laughs> All right. The, the, the voice here, that's the majority of the clip. Okay. Yo, what the f***? Three hours late. I was at your father's funeral. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that excuse would have flown when my dad was here, but I'm in charge now. In my office now. Um, that is um, Colin Farrell from uh, Horrible Bosses and uh, Mustache. That is correct. Yeah. Well done. What an ear you have. I love that movie. I thought you did. And the second one was absolute garbage. Well, most comedy (laughs) sequels are that way, unfortunately. 4-4. All right, Dan? Uh, that would be Chicago. I don't know who the lead that's, singer on that is. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, Chicago. Not a mustache. That is correct. Yeah, that was pre-Satera. Pre-Peter Satera. Yeah. PPC is what we call it in the business yeah. of the Chicago yeah. When fan. Chicago was good. That's what I call it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, subtle Satera Slander. A little right Satera. There. Yeah. That's a good name for a band. Subtle Satera Slander. That'd be hard to chant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vinny. Yes. Sitting on that copper bay, watching the tide roll away. Just sitting on that copper bay, wasting time. I guarantee somebody just got into a whistle listening in their car right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, yeah. Uh, Otis uh, Redding Mustache? Yes, you got it. 6'6. Six, six. You got it. All right. <laughs> I will take the act. <laughs> yeah, I That's can't. It. Yeah, you got it. chat. They yeah. can't whistle right now. <laughs> All right, Dan, uh, character yeah. or actor will work here. All right. You're late. A wizard is never late, Frodo Baggins. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. Uh, that would be Gandalf. Uh, definitely a glorious mustache. Yes. Gandalf the Grey. Six. Mm-hmm. Played by Ian McClellan. That's him. Or Ian McKellen. Ian or McClellan. him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vinny. Same thing. Character or actor will work. All right. You lollygag the ball around the infield. You lollygag your way down the first. You lollygag in and out of the dugout. Do you know what that makes you? Larry. Lollygag. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly enough, I don't remember the character's name, but the actor, I believe, is 
Trey Wilson. <laughs> it is. From Bull Durham. Yes. Uh, not a mustache. The coach, it's uh, Skipper Joe Riggins. But yes, that is correct. Trey wow, Wilson. Why do I not know? I, I, I don't know. Did I don't, they ever I, say it? I, I don't That's his character name. I have no idea, but I had no idea the actor's name. That was very impressive. All right. 8-8. Eight, eight. Dan. Uh-huh. Uh, that would be the Beach Boys. I'm guessing that's Brian Wilson, and I'm going to guess Mustache. And do you know who was on... Drums for that song? I do, because I'm a dork. <laughs> I probably knew this at one point in time. John Stamos. Oh, yeah. okay. But I, I think it was it was not a mustache, unfortunately, oh, okay. for the singer okay. of that era of Beach Boys. All right. That would have been was that Mike Love? Yeah, it was. It was post uh, Brian Wilson. All right. Did John Stamos have a mustache? He did not. Oh. Would you cover that face? I wouldn't either. True. <laughs> All right, Finney. Yeah. One of the worst pop songs ever recorded. Uh, that is uh, George Michael. And are we playing stubble, not stubble? I'm going to say... I'm going to say not a mustache at that point. That was point. a very... Fresh-faced, yeah, baby-faced, young George Michael before he got uh, stubbly, yeah, in his later, and that is two points, and that is you pulled out a win on the last clue of of a certain game we call in the business <laughs> on Bickley and Murata mornings. Uh, you know it, I know it. It's called mustache. Not a mustache. There you go. All right, some final thoughts on this Tuesday edition. Next, here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Okay, so this is about mustaches. Weekly and Murata. Song of the Day. of the day as I referenced yesterday this would be the new Red Hot Chili Peppers song a tribute to the late great Eddie Van Halen really a cool track I highly recommend it everybody if you like the Peppers or if you're a Van Halen fan check this out yeah or if you're both or if you're both this from the forthcoming album Return of the Dream Canteen. Oh, available on October fourteenth. I said album. I meant to say record. Rec- record's definitely the, the hipper uh, phrase to use. Their new record coming That's out. That's true. Album. Shut up, Jared. <laughs> Their new al- MP three is coming out. <laughs> the new eight track. Find it on LimeWire. Yeah, I like. I don't know. Red Hot Chili Peppers music to me is very much a fork in the road. There's one way or the other. It's not uh, down the middle for me. Either I like it a lot or I don't Same. like it at all. Same. This sounds pretty good. That's this is first, really first good. listen. Yeah, it's and it's got a smoking guitar solo. It's a nice homage to Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, yeah I really like this. I is it Eddie job? With is this. it an Eddie quality? No, solo, there's no though? fretboard tapping. There's no there's none of the gymnastics. But it's but but it's very emotional. You can feel there's a lot of heart in this song. Gotcha. All right, it's called Eddie Red Hot Chili Peppers. Today's song of the day. 
Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. All right, a little daily dose of Vinnie Joe trivia. Even though Bick is in agreement with Gambo, they don't like Jim Carrey. Uh, your question today, Jim Carrey, entire his entire film career has had two movies, only two movies that have grossed $200 million or more domestically in the United States. Can you name his two $200 million movies? The Grinch and Batman Returns. The Grinch is correct. That is his highest grossing movie of all time. 260 and uh, and change. Batman Forever, I mean. Batman Forever fell just short at $184 million. Uh Uh-oh. This movie grossed $242 million. Mm. Is it a comedy? It is a comedy. Liar, liar. No, that was also in the 180 range. It also stars Jennifer Aniston. Ooh. Jim Carrey, Jennifer Aniston. And Morgan Freeman. There you go. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, Bruce Almighty. Almighty. Bruce, Bruce Almighty. $242 million. Ah. Really? I yeah. didn't... That was a childhood favorite. I didn't realize that that was popular. That's a good movie. Outside of our household. <laughs> that is a good movie. <laughs> I wanted to share this. Vic, yeah. um, th- you'll remember this. Remember Burt Campanaris? I really, do. Really, oh, yeah. Really good baseball player. His claim to fame, and the way a lot of people remember him, is he, Burt Campanaris once upon a time played all nine positions in one, reg- uh, one regular season Major League Baseball game. It wasn't at the major league level, but at the minor league level last night in the Diamondbacks organization, a player named Camden Duzanak played all nine positions last night for the Reno Aces. And they won 7-2 to two over Tacoma on Monday night. Uh, he also did his part offensively. Two hits, an RBI triple. And the last position he played was pitcher. Wow. With a six-run lead at the time, he only gave up one run throwing EFAS pitches. But, uh, yeah. How about that? That's a pretty cool thing. That's really cool. Well, it, and that's hard for the player to do. You know who else yeah. it's hard on? The manager. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if right. you go look at the box score of Reno's game last night, everybody played 18 different positions, oh, basically, because there's so much shuffling right, going there's so on. so much shuffling going on. Yeah. I've got a good baseball stat for you. Yeah. Mike Trout, who has missed 42 games this year. 42 has more home runs than anybody in the American League except for Aaron Judge. And he's missed 42 games. 42. With three three more home runs this year, he's going to be halfway to 700 two months after his 30. That's, a, that's an amazing statistic. He's never going to get there, though, because he gets hurt too much. And last week I said it, that Shohei Otani is the best player on the planet. Mm-hmm. He might not even be the best player he's on his own right. team. <laughs> and, right. and here's the other thing, according to about 700. I mentioned this months ago. Let's suppose Pujols gets another home run or two before the end of the season, and he's at like 702, mm-hmm. and he's 13 home runs away from Babe Ruth. He wouldn't come back for one more year after how well this season came. I thought he was going to be the one to struggle to the finish line, not Aaron Judge, and it's been just the opposite. If Babe Ruth was number two on the list as it appears mm-hmm. now, I could maybe see that being the case. Because then you could say, all right, I, I passed Babe Ruth, who's the quote-unquote legitimate, but he's not going to hit 55 right. more or 56 more to pass Hank Aaron. 
And I believe Albert Pujols. I believe him when he says, I don't care if you keep my 700th home run ball, which we yeah. didn't even get into. Isn't that lame? That's not than, a real thing. It's bigger than the fan, though. No, but it's not a real... 700 is not a real thing. Why? Because he, he didn't pass anybody. He didn't set any record. It's just the... He's the fourth guy to reach. He's only four guys in the history of baseball. It's, done it, that. Is, it is a there's thing. Also, there's there only four thing. guys who ever hit 699 I also. Saying. I know what you're saying, but that number is a thing. There's only four guys who hit 698 also. Oh, so you're saying there's, there's, there's only not, four there's guys not a market, There's not a market in the memorabilia industry for that ball, is what you're saying. I don't know. Is that guy who made Spawn Comics? Stoll got money. <laughs> Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane. Hell of a softball outfielder, by the way. Yeah, oh, good dude. Had very good range. Very good dude. Yeah, that's going to do it for us on this uh, Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Mark J. Spears for joining us. We'll catch you tomorrow morning at 6. Wolf and Luke up next here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Have a great day, everybody.